The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me now Only thing that's on my mind Is who Ken. Yeah. Oh, Coach B, haven't called in yet. Uh, I haven't heard from. Him. I'm on the phone now. Okay. Uh oh. Don't don't come on the phone loud. Bro, I was on the phone when the when the music was going on. No was that nothing was there. It was dead air. So I started the intro. Oh, okay. No, we started it. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, that's that's why it's Kwame Lai Sports. Sometimes Rich would care from the ATL show. It's, it's it's all of our show. You know what I'm saying? What's so, good, fellas? What's good, hey, Ken? How's you how you feeling? Um, uh, I'm a little hot going still, but I'm all right. Ken had a birthday, man. His birthday was uh, a few days ago. Oh, happy belated birthday. Uh, thank you. Uh, he was on the ATL. Couldn't find him for a day or two. Uh, hey, last week, last week. we heard you was on the boss's couch or something. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Ken, we, Rich said, you know what? Rich was nice to you last week. Uh, me, I mean, I, I was waiting for you to call in because you said you was calling, calling in, but you had a, you was on a conference call? Or, or yeah, the boss had me on conference and wouldn't let me go to lunch at like 1 o'clock. Oh, okay. I thought you said couch, but it was I conference. Thought y'all, I thought he had to make you on the couch for a reason. I'm like, well, hey. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, let's get into Whatever it, Whatever floats your boat. Hey, here's the deal. Let's, let's, um, let's talk a little bit of the, uh, the Arizona Conference, the Monday Night Massacre. Let's talk um, some Miami Heat. We do a minute with Ken. I don't know if Rich burning, but uh, we I'm uh, always beefing about something. You didn't want to say burning? No, I'm gonna say that. Bro. You keep that on your own. Certain things, I'm not gonna. I know not to give you open gun, bro. Come on now. All right, and then uh, what else? What was one more thing, man? But we get into you know how we do. We just keep going and we run yeah. out of time. So uh, the fight too, the, oh. the brawl on the on the field. Yes, yes, the brawl in yes, yes. the fall. I want, I, I, the first thing I want to say before we go anywhere, Westbrook's dunk last night. Westbrook what? Westbrook from Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh-huh. On his dunk last night, was that bananas or what? Well, you know, them guys are young and they different, man. They coming in with a whole man, different He breed. just went up on dude. It was like, what? You know what? I don't know if you guys have seen that um that response to the LeBron James commercial by yeah, Michael Jordan. Michael. Man. That's nice. Well, you think so? I, yeah. I, I don't. Where did the where did LeBron go? The only mistake I thought LeBron made, and we'll get into the show, but well, we are into it. But the only mistake I thought LeBron made was that press conference in an hour, the delay, the wait, like, uh, well, they, they they made him so much of a icon to the game that he thought he felt like he was able to hold a press conference for an hour to say he was going to Miami. That's the only mistake I thought he made, but shouldn't he be able to leave the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers? He should, but I think he should have left under a better uh, terms of situation where he could at least gave this team a chance to, uh, you know, go out and get some free agents. He but did. He held them up for so long, letting them know, oh, yeah, you, you guys are in, you guys are in, in the running. Then he wasted the last day, bamboozled them, and guess what? All your top free agents are gone. Boozer, gone. Stoudemire, gone. 
and, mean, and, and nobody that, else left. Right. And Boozer, at that point, was still in Utah. Now he's at a, and they were talking about getting him out. If he would have got it, Carmelo, but I don't even know if that would work. But uh, also, uh, Boozer now is in Chicago sitting on the bench, um, mm-hmm. injured injured for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I thought um, I thought he really did give uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers a chance to bring some agents in, free agents in, some different players in. It, it, they just didn't get it done. He was there for six years, wasn't he? Five years. Yeah. Well, you know, it all comes down to, you know, you, if anybody should have learned anything, you go back to when Mike, Mike Vick got in trouble. Okay, Mike would have told the truth from the get-go. Maybe he not have, he may, maybe not have been in jail for 18 months, but maybe we wouldn't have the Michael Vick that we have today. Now, LeBron, LeBron should have did it 10 times better than what he did it. You know, you number one, it's a, five, it's a 12-man sport, 15-man sport. You're not by yourself. You can't win games by yourself like we're seeing this year so far. Okay, LeBron can't win a game by himself. No, not at all. Okay, and, and we're seeing it now. Like I said last year, Miami Heat will not win the NBA championship this year. And I said that. Remember, Ken? Yep. I said it was a bust. It was a wrong decision. I said that, right? Yep. And I still stand by that. Mm-hmm. And now that people, my problem is that they're trying to say it's Eric Spolster's fault. It's not the coach's fault. Mm-hmm. He has not taken one shot. If he comes up with a game plan, it's up to you as a player, as an athlete, to execute. If you can't execute that program, that play, or that game plan, and you're the multi-million dollar press conference calling guy, the witness, come on, child, please, like Chad Ochocinco says. Do you think they have too much, um, too much of the same person there, like Dwayne Wade and uh, LeBron James? What did I tell you guys back when it happened? Tell me now. You got two of the same guys on the same team, right? Yeah. And that's and that's Crazy what I want to know. Understand? You got Chris Bosh. Uh, Chris Bosh wasn't very good in Toronto. He just and he's still guy. not very good. Well, Toronto didn't have anybody, so Chris Bosh looked good. When Chris Bosh had um, Vince Carter, they weren't very good, right? And, and and you know, when you don't have that much talent and you that guy, what is, what is he standing six? 10, 6, 11, something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. He's not a true, power, uh, true center. He, 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 he's he's, a, he's not a at all. Four. He's not at like all. A, in between the three and a four. He is a he is, and he's too light in the butt. He, he, again, for what every as as much as everybody put, oh my god, oh my, it was a dumb decision on LeBron. It was a dumb. Dwayne Wade has made the playoffs for the last two or three years with what he had. But coach, you know what? When you get to that, when like Dwayne Wade, when you get to that point finally of winning a world championship, you want that back. When you see your peers like a, a Kobe Bryant, uh, uh, you see them guys from Boston winning championships, you want that back. So, in desperation, and 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 if you will, it seems that way. Wouldn't you go out there and try to get the best players? To fit your team, and but they got to understand the role, and they got the chemistry have to mesh. Uh, and I don't think that's happening right now. And I, I really won't put all this on the coach. I think this may coach this. They may be trying to sabotage this coach. Uh, but I wouldn't put this all on the coach that's down in Miami right now. And I'm gonna tell you right now. And I don't care what was on TV. If you'd have, if you'd have bumped elbows with me like he bumped, I would have stole it right in his mouth. No, you wouldn't. Have. He would have been sipping through a straw for six to eight weeks, or I would have gotten his face on TV so I know everybody see it. You ain't gonna bump now, me like I, I'm not, I ain't no punk. I believe. <laughs> And you ain't going to bump me like I that. I believe you would have said something to him, but I don't think you would have punched him in the face. Well, I mean, you know, granted, punching the face maybe a little bit too <laughs> bad, but I would have said, bam, you ain't going to bump into me, Slim, without saying, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you because you just got to the 10. You can't sabotage the whole uh, you couldn't sabotage the whole community of mm. Cleveland, then come to uh, Miami to do that. In actuality, and that is Dwayne Wade's team. 
Uh-huh. You, you are just visiting until we win a championship, and then you can go about your business. There's a, there's a father that worked there, Ken. I'm sorry. There's a father that worked there. I know Ken will agree with me, and you, you might not agree with me because this is the kind of person you are, Kwame. But karma is a B.I. Uh, unfortunately, I just think that, uh, unfortunately, LeBron James, the best player in basketball, he's the icon. He's no, he's not. Star. No, he's not. I know no, you not. said that's Dwayne Wade's team, but I beg to differ. That is now LeBron James's team, and I guarantee you the first person that will be traded out of there, like I said before, will be Dwayne Wade. If you had a choice to get rid of Dwayne Wade or LeBron James to bring back some, some other pieces to fit around one of those two players, the first person you choose to get rid of is going to be Dwayne Wade. You see, you forget, you forgetting about loyalty because Dwayne Wade could have left before mm-hmm. and he stayed there. So you're forgetting about the loyalty. Now, loyalty the goes out the window when you talk about that team needs to win and win again and win championships and make LeBron happy. Well, let happy. me let me so back up a taste. Bring in more star power, more money, and more advertisement to, to that team. LeBron James. Well, first of all, Kobe Bryant is the best player in, in basketball right now, um, and I don't even like the Lakers. I, I I don't even like Kobe, really. Uh, but the best player, Kobe Bryant, what he's do- doing with his team and what he consistently does for his team. Uh, Dwayne Wade has no championships. Doesn't mean he's not the best player. He has one championship. One championship. I'm not Dwayne Wade. I'm sorry. Um, LeBron, LeBron James. James. Uh, it doesn't mean he's not the best player because he has no championships, but he's not letting the guys around him play better basketball. Uh, he doesn't have to always take the good, the last shot. Michael Jordan didn't always take the last shot. Michael Jordan told his guys, be ready when I pass you the ball. Le- Le- uh, LeBron James don't say be ready when I pass the ball. He takes the last shot. And then uh, the, the way he left Cleveland uh, for two years in a row, he just walked off the field on, the last, on their last game. He, I mean, not the field. He just walked off the court on their last game. So he's not a rigid Miller. He he can't take a small franchise and, and endure the uh, not no championships and still stay there and be loyal to those guys. He's not that guy. He's come up in a different breed. He's a younger guy. They've already separate gave him the uh, king or the witness. Uh, he's not those guys. But the culture of basketball has changed it to younger guys. Most definitely. I just don't think that LeBron James is not. Le- okay, when when Dwayne Wade won the championship in '05, when they had uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, you know. Posey, um, you know, was a couple other guys. There was a team aspect of it. You know, Shaquille did, did what he needed to do to win that championship. Dwayne Wade was pretty much a little bit better than what LeBron is at that particular moment in time. Okay? I still think that Dwayne Wade is a little fragile. Yes, very fragile, to be completely honest. Every other second, every other day, he's out with an injury. Um, but I don't see them... Miami win a championship this year or next year, or maybe next three years. I really don't. You don't see Miami winning a championship in the next three years? Nope. No, uh, not you, with that same team. I mean, it's just um, – you, you, you can only do a, you can only completely yeah. make up a team so many yeah. times. I, I, I see where you guys are coming from. I think uh, I think they will have a real, real good chance of winning. But it, if they win it, they may have to get rid of uh, Wade or LeBron because Bosch is another p- piece of the puzzle. And yeah, we got to remember Haslin is out for the year. Uh, and that's the that's the junkyard dog. He does the work. They don't create any plays for this guy, uh, and he finds a way to get twelve points, probably ten rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, uh, this guy, he's a, he's an intricate part of what they're doing as far as success wise. But he's out. Yeah, I don't even think Bosch can help him. I mean, if you really look at if the All Star voting was today, I mean, who would be your power forwards? 
Uh, when you, especially when you got players out there like uh, Danny Granger, uh, uh, you got Bogut, you got uh, uh, Brooks over there from uh, uh, New Jersey. Remember, this man is trying to play the four and the five. Right. You still got Dwight Howard. I mean, look at all these players in the East uh, uh, that that are, are way better uh, fours and fives than Chris Bosh. I mean, this guy might not even make a, uh, an, an alternate for the All Star game. I mean, you know, yeah. he's been playing so poorly because. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, they require too they much can. of that ball. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. That's, you make a good point. We'll come back, touch on that, and we'll, we'll get into that uh, Tennessee, that fight with Johnson and Fanneke. Hey, it's the Kwame Lassa Sports. Sometime Rich McKinnon from the ATS Show. We'll be back in two minutes. 888-346-9144 if you want to call in. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Arms. 
Welcome back to the Kwame Lassie Sports Sometime. Rich, we came from the ATL show. We are back. We were talking about some NBA, but let's move on. Unless you guys have uh, any final thoughts on that. No, let's move on. I want to move on to this. Andre Johnson, the Houston wide receiver, Andre Johnson, and Tennessee's cornerback, Titans cornerback, uh, Cortland Finnegan, uh, got in a fight in Texas Stadium. What's that stadium? Reliant Stadium? Is it? Reliant Stadium. Yeah. yeah. Got in a fight in that stadium. And it wasn't just a, a pushing and shoving with ref- ref- referees breaking it up. This was some, like, Mayweather throws. This was a, I wouldn't say Mayweather. He a lightweight. This is a Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson throws. This was some bombs uh, and uppercuts. This is some real fighting. You know what it reminds me of, don't you? What it reminds you of? Ninety two, Dion and Andre Rodgers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be true. But ninety two uh, and ninety five. And both of these guys were uh, fined twenty five thousand, but they didn't even get suspended for this game. And this was a. Uh, w- w- but what this tell me, and I want to get you guys' opinion. I want to get you guys' opinion on who was right and wrong. Um, what this tells me is these guys, um, you can fight and not get suspension as long as they can fine you as much as they want to. They got twenty five thousand on fine. That's a hefty f- fine, and that that doesn't tell them. I mean, if you let the, you allow that to happen and these guys don't get suspended for a game, I don't understand what uh, the commissioner Roger Goodell is doing as far as his disciplinary actions. Now I'm gonna get you guys' opinion on uh, you. You you both saw the fight, so um, I, I'll go with you, uh, Ken. Oh man! Well, I mean, you got to look at it in, in this point of view right here. Carlos Finning has always been this uh, thorn in everybody's side. I mean, this is not the first time he's uh, he's gone after Andre Johnson. Uh, he's went after Andre Johnson the first game. I think they really, when they really looked at it and did the investigation, they realized that Cortland Finnegan really just initiates a lot of this stuff. And you got a quiet guy, uh, one of the nicest guys in, in the entire league, Andre Johnson. I mean, he he just you know had enough of this guy. I mean, it's like this guy goes out, shows up for work, plays hard, and you got to deal with kitty play stuff like Courtney Finnegan always brings to the table. Okay, so I guess that's the reason why they just didn't let these guys get suspended because they thought it was just a on on you know this it's a rivalry game Tennessee Houston that's a rivalry mm-hmm. so it was really no use to really suspend them so I think Roger Goodell got it right in that aspect but Courtland Finnegan should he have backed down should he have stopped uh, for what he did no as a former you know person who a player who grew up playing D back I feel Courtland Finnegan trying to make a statement he's a, he's all pro cornerback. This guy is trying to get that Osamoah type money, that Darrell Rivas type money. You want to be the best quarterback out there? You go out there and you show people and let people know you are the best. You you are to be feared, to be reckoned with. You go out there, you do that kind of uh, stuff that you do out there, get in people's gr- uh, grill, get in their face, get in their head, you know, and, and have hopefully they have a bad game. But, hey, you out there trying to get your money, get paid. You want that type of money? Go out there and be the guy on the field that you're supposed to be. Go out there and do your thing. So I, I agree with him. Well, Houston won that game twenty to zero, and and for a lot of reasons that they didn't have really have a quarterback because of quarterback issues. And we t- we'll talk. We can get into that as we move on with this story. But let me ask you, Coach: uh, Do you think um, these guys got a break because of who they are, or do you think Johnson Andre Johnson got a break because he's been such a good guy? He had this good guy profile for a while. He's never been in. He's never been in any trouble where you know you had to throw a. Uh, a huge fine of him. I don't think th- I think this is his first time getting the fine. So, do you think he get the pass for being that guy and being one of the uh, premier guys in the National Football League? Well, first thing first with uh, Andre Johnson is you know when you when you're considered one of the best receivers in the league and you're going against anybody um, as a secondary, you know the, the defensive back's job is number one to get in your head. 
uh, one way or another. And it looks like the Cortland Finnegan has a habit of doing that to a lot of people. But to me, Cortland Finnegan, Finnegan reminds me of a little brother who just sits in your ear when you're trying to, trying to play the PS3 or PS2 in your ear and just continually nagging you, nagging you, nagging you, nagging you. All of a sudden, you go off and smack him in his mouth, then mama putting you in the corner, or mama taking the PS3 away from you. Um, so, but, you know, Cortland Finnegan's done that, and like I said earlier in, in this in this segment, that it reminds me so much of when Dion and Andre Reed would go at it on a regular basis. Whenever uh, they uh, played each other, Andre, no matter what, if Dion was in. Andre Rosen. Andre Rosen, I'm sorry. No matter what, if Dion was in uh, San Francisco or Atlanta and Andre was in Green Bay or Atlanta, it didn't make a difference. Um, them, them guys would go at it. But Colin Finnegan, in the rumor that what they said, what they said was, that, was that if Finnegan had threw a punch, he would have got suspended. If Finnegan threw a punch, he would have got suspended. You know what? I think, uh, okay, uh, and I think Ken said he agreed more so with Finnegan. I think you, did you say you agree with Finnegan also? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. He's just trying to prove that he's one of the best but, you know, quarterbacks out there and he wants to be feared. But watch the play before that. No one said anything when when uh, Andre Johnson went to him, threw him in a, and, and threw him. The play was over. Both neither one of those guys could affected the play that happened uh, during that time. It was the next play when well he shoved he shoved uh, Finnegan uh, where his whereas his helmet came off. Mm-hmm. So the play before that, if I'm a, and, and Rich may uh, alluded to this, if I'm a defensive back and you're the elite one of the elite receivers in the game, I'm putting in work on you. I'm you. You're going to know I was there. You're going to know I was in front of you. You're going to know you was in the football game. So what he did was get in the stands. Andre Johnson should have known this. He got in his stands. He was going to attack him right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He went, He did exactly what he was supposed to do as a defensive back, get in his grill. He didn't go to the face. He went high in the, uh, I would say, up in the chin area, neck area. Uh, his helmet just happened to come off. Andre Johnson looked like he was taking that play off. Uh, so he didn't expect Finnegan to go hard. So that frustrated him. In itself, and now that's when the fight started. Well, the fight actually started the play before. But my thing is that number one, if you're going to go that hard, you need to go that hard. You get don't get your butt whooped. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, you know what? He probably he just want to get that helmet off. Uh, Finnegan wanted to get that helmet off. Let him know you was going to be in a dog fight. Uh, but did Andre Johnson? Did throw some haymakers, some uppercuts. Did he ever? <laughs> <laughs> he just I, I'm out. I'm, the guy, I'm surprised he wasn't knocked out. But, he, you know, he, he was calling him MFers and all this, calling him a slow MF. He was doing all that. And I think he has a high ankle sprain, but he's still running by the guy. Who, Andre? Yeah. Oh, it's, you know, Finnegan, but, you know, Finnegan's always been that way. That's something that, you know, when you play the Tennessee Titans, you got to deal with that. Yeah, that yeah. That guy, it's gonna, it's gonna, he's going to be that thorn in your side. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him that Pro Bowl receiver. And like Ken was saying, I want to get that type of uh, cornerback money. If I'm not going to get it here, I'm on display with Crown and Lee. But mm-hmm. I don't understand this. If uh, you, maybe you guys can uh, uh, elaborate on this. If um, if I can get suspended and fined for laying a hit on a guy, why didn't I get suspended for? Or these guys wouldn't get suspended for an all-out brawl in the middle of the football field. Well, why, why? I mean, why you know, not? Not, you know, they're not suspending people for blatant hits. Seymour didn't get suspended. I think he just got fined. Who? Seymour. Yeah. He just got fined. Right. So just Seymour keep fined. Uh, what message is the, yeah, what, yeah, exactly. What, what message is the uh, commissioner sending? It, it's okay to fight and uh, just take your fine because you know a fine was com- is coming. They do it in hockey. But hockey's a different sport. We're talking about football. Hockey may have different um, uh, bylaws and rules. But in football, you you can't. That that's not allowed. You can't do that. 
Well, I, 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 I don't. I don't have a problem with suspension. I don't have a problem with that fight. I don't have a problem with it at all because I think um, uh, Finnegan was right. I don't have a problem with fighting on the football field for anything. It's a grown man sport. If you, you can fight, break it up. It, it, it can happen. There could be a fight on every play. The game is so aggressive and it's too aggressive, uh, especially if you're losing. Uh, you ready to fight. You got a different problem. You got a different mentality mindset. Well, my thing is, and, and as a football player, Kwame, you know, myself, Ken, um, just couch guy, um, <laughs> if you, don't you go into camp, you know, and you don't have a fight in the first 72 hours of camp, then no one's ready to be in camp. Yeah. Um, you don't, you don't, you, I don't know if I've ever been in a situation, well, this past season in high school was the first time I'd been in a camp um, from beginning to end where we didn't have a fight amongst the players. Right. And to me, when you have a disagreement or a rumble or a scuffle with the players, you kind of know that their mindset is getting where it's supposed to be. And um, when you don't have that, you pretty much question that. Um, to be losing 20 to nothing or whatever the score was at that, ta- that time when it happened, you know, 17, to me, 17, for him no. to lunge the way he lunged mm-hmm. at um, Andre, um, that, I think that is what put Andre over the edge. But he's not uh, – Finnegan didn't stop playing football. There's some. There's certain guys you can watch the football game. There's certain guys that literally quit when there's, when there's no uh, light at the end of the tunnel. But Finnegan was playing football. He was still doing that. That's, but when the play before that, when, when uh, Andre Johnson shoved him and, and took his helmet halfway off, uh, Finnegan lined up the next play and said, well, I take care of this. And that's mm-hmm. what you do. You go, you are trying to get back when you can. You're not going to break the defense or the offense to get back at a guy. But with, uh, but with, when you get a chance, you gonna get that's gonna be your get back. And I thought it was on that next play where Finnegan took that shot at him. Andre Johnson or Finnegan didn't have any effect on the play that happened when uh, I think Andre started it. Call me a little bit of a favorite dog. Remember when you were playing, dude? How much trash did you talk to certain guys? You know what? I, I, I um, it depends on who said something to me. I, I came out to play football, but I was gonna play aggressive football, and I was always trying to knock you out. But if you said something to me, then. I'm you always get so the last word. What was said pro- previous to that, to the first play, second play? All we know is is that we saw the repercussions. Right. So you know, and and you know, for you know, for instance, you can ask anybody who played against Colin Finnegan. He he runs his mouth the whole game. That shouldn't affect how you play. Uh, if if he if I can get a guy to talk to me, then slightly he's not worrying about. He's not. He can't go 100 percent on his job. If he's talking to me, he can't go 100 percent on his job. If my game is to talk, that's just what I do. If I if I talk to you, I'm already 100 percent on my game. But if you a guy who doesn't talk, and I don't know if Andre Johnson talk, you know, as much as uh, uh any other guy. But if I can get you to start talking, then I've got you off your game. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget that Corlin Finnegan. He does this every game, but also every game. Guess what? He gets under that player's skin. That player has a bad game. And the only thing you're doing is making Cortland Finnegan look good. And when contract time is up at the end of this year, guess what? $13, $14, 15000000 million a year? Uh, and I like a guy who can change Don't the game. He's, 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 he's not a so complete cover corner, so that ain't true. But yeah, I like a guy who can get you off your game, like like Ken said. But if I can get you off your game, I like that. I mean, but I bring that guy. A complete yeah. He's gonna be laughing all the way to the bank after this season. He's not gonna get no thirteen, fourteen. He's not getting double figure millions. I guarantee that. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get up there. He's gonna, He's gonna probably there. get four to five, three to five million dollars a year because of what he can do. He is not a complete cover corner. Period. But then again, this He's is not the football league. He He's gonna get, that, right, fellas, He's gonna get that top five corner. Well, oh, please, he ain't a top five corner. 
We'll see. Hey, this is the Kwame Lassie Sports Sometime. Rich McKean from the ATS Show. We'll take another break. Be back in two minutes for the third segment. We got a minute with Ken? Minute. All right. Yeah, cool. we play well, you. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the show. We are still live with Coach B and Ken from the ATL. We were talking about Cortland Finnegan. Uh, more so... Uh, well, we're talking about the fight, but now it's about if, if this guy going to get pay, uh, paid. Now, I say he's a young guy. I can see the numbers uh, that Ken we're talking about, and we also have a minute with Ken coming up right after this. But he's 26 years old. He's an all-pro corner, a uh, pro bowl corner, uh, five years. He got five years in the league. The guy got drafted in 2006 in the seventh round. Now, now you you would assume or expect this guy to have some type of feistiness in him, and that's the, why the way he played. That's the way... That's why the way he plays is uh always in somebody's ear, always in somebody being aggressive, trying to prove. The seventh rounder, he probably thought he should have been a third or a second rounder. But, uh, you know, he's a good corner. Uh, Rich don't think he's going to get a double digits. I can see it happen. I can also see what Rich, Coach B, talking about as far as he may get $3 million a year. All right, we got a minute with Ken. What's up? Oh, many candidates. It's going to be a good one today, as, as always. Uh, I want to talk about this Derek Jeter situation. I'm really burning on this on this <clears> topic <throat> right here. Uh, this is a man who's been uh, just just almost like Captain America. I mean, for the past uh, since he came into the league with 
the, the the Yankees who put baseball, the Yankees back on the map, brought them back to excellence. But as the game of baseball goes, I mean, he's getting old. And this is somebody who's talking about he won a four or five year contract with 23 to 25 million per year. And based on his productivity has actually declined over the last couple of years and then his future outlook going up. I just don't see him getting 23, 24, 25 million a year. Brian Cashman, I got to agree with you based on everything that you've seen, his numbers, his productivity, his age coming up. $14 million a year is a fair market value, and he dared Derek uh, Derek Jeter to go out there and find a better deal. And at this time, I have to agree with Brian Cashman. He tried, he tested the free agency market. He will not get anything close to 23, 24, 25 million a year. But what I am afraid of, somebody's going to end up paying him 15, 16 million dollars a year. And I think this will probably be the last year we ever see Derek Jeter, Captain Yankee, in a Yankees baseball uniform again. Well, that's a good minute with Kim, but I can tell you right now, I, you can't see a guy like an icon in New York for the New York Yankees like Derek Jeter going to another team and play. I think he retires. He now, as far as that deal concerned, the first one they gave him, that's that's a good deal for him because he has declined in his performances. He did have 101 RBIs, but you know what? You, you, you're, he got a Golden Glove uh, this year, but your batting average was down. Your, your numbers were down. Your home runs, I think he had nine home runs. Come on, man. You got 162 games, and you got nine home runs, and you D guy. Uh, he's, still, he's still gloving. He had more arrows this year than he had any other year. But the contract itself, the Major League Baseball, uh, their union won't allow him to take that. So it's not so much. And that's why they, they were talking about adding another $5 million to that. And it still uh, put him right in that area where he is making too much money. The, the owners now said, uh, and I agree with them also, I said, well, go test the market. We don't owe you anything because they paid Derek Jeter what they felt, every contract, what they felt he was worth, and he accepted those deals. But I agree, they don't owe him anything. Now, as far as the loyalty go, and he being a Yankee forever, um, I, I, and that's just what it is. I mean, he has to, uh, he has to, you know, tell himself, do I want to finish my career as a New York Yankee? Or do I want to, you know, retire? I just can't see Derek Jeter in another, in any other uniform. The, the, the deal is twenty-three million to twenty-five million a season. Come on now. But we did say the same thing about Reggie Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Winfield. I mean, you know, there's a lot of players out there that we thought would never change teams, and yep. they did change teams. I mean, great uh, starts. Look at Babe Ruth. He, they, they sold him. Uh, I mean, you got players, great players, who you think will always retire with one team, but at the latter end of their careers, in football, basketball, baseball, they moved to other teams the last few years for one good reason. They're at the end of their careers. He's declining. On-base slugger percentage, the lowest they've ever been. Home runs, the lowest they've ever been. Errors, the highest they've ever been. Derek Jeter is not the same Captain Yankee, he came in at. No, I would he, agree with He's that. getting paid based on his declining performance and his age factor, which we know is going to continue declining. So you're going to pay this man $23, $24, 25000000 million a year, and his numbers are declining every year? How many nine home run, ten home run a year baseball players do you know making twenty three to $25 million a year? Right, and you know what? The um, uh, Any time in baseball – this three-year, $45 million deal, I think that's a great deal. I think it's a good deal for Derek Jeter. He's on his decline. 
But uh, at any time, baseball players, if he gets a a three year uh, seven sixty sixty million dollar deal, Derek Jeter can say, "I don't want to play. I'm retiring," and he's guaranteed that sixty million. So. On both sides, the ownership got to cover their bases too, especially when the numbers have gone down since the uh, past two years. Mm. And, and think what a Derek Jeter type contract that you know that he wants. There's other players out there you can bring in. Look at Vladimir Guerrero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look what he did for Texas <laughs> Rangers this year, and he's been very consistent over the years, even when he was with the Angels. There's a, that's a player right there who has better numbers than Derek Jeter, who performed exceptionally well uh, during the series, uh, during the World Series. You could bet somebody. You could pay him and bring him in, and then you still got money left over to bid for who? Cliff, Cliff Lee, uh, who yeah, will Lee. be a New York Yankee. You know what the um, the the Dirk Jeter situation? If they the contract can be structured as as such as uh, maybe some ownership or some type of business outside of this uh, the, outside of the sport, not outside of the sport, but off the field, they can do some type of business where he's still in the uh, you know he's still financially taken care of. Uh, if he's willing to accept that, but it's, it's not so much at some point. It's not so much what Derek Jeter will be willing to accept, like a three-year, forty-five million deal. It's just the union, the baseball union, won't allow him to accept that because it brings the numbers down for everybody else that's coming out. Well, you guys got to understand something too. That since George is, if George was still here, Derek would get what he was asking for. Right, and that's why the and you're right, and that's why the uh, the the son said we don't owe you anything. We paid you, and my father paid you. Uh, what you was worth, and you signed that deal. But let me tell you something, and I mean this. Derek Jeter is what helped put the New York Yankees back on the map back in the 90s. Joe Torre, Derek Jeter was very, very instrumental in all those championships. Without those, without Derek Jeter, they don't win half of those championships. As a matter of fact, they don't win any of those championships. Mariana Rivera, yes, is the one that closed out 90% of them, but Derek Jeter was so... is was Mr. Consistent, not Mr. October, Mr. Consistent, from training camp through the World Series. I, I, I will say this. One guy could bring the chemistry together, but I wouldn't say one guy, and because of one guy, um, they wouldn't have won any of those championships. I thought the Yankees had a good team. And we talking, you said the 90s, and not even 2000. See, it's now 2010, about to go to 11. Derek Jeter been playing for a long time. He's been playing for him. He started. He started in the in the major league. He came up at eighteen or nineteen, if I'm not mistaken. So he's been wearing number two at that same spot for a good twenty some years. Twenty years, eighteen, twenty years. Now you also got to take in consideration that you know maybe they move him to the third base. You know, like they did a Rod, but a Rod's at third base. So it's kind of hard to say. You know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, as far as Derek Jeter getting the money. Do they owe you nothing? No, but you know he helped. He helped market your brand for the last twenty years. And again, and they wonder. They what, what people get upset about is there is no. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. No commitment from the owners. There's and they get, and people get upset. Fans and other people get upset when the players don't show loyalty. Well, why do why do? And there's another reason. Why do the players need to show you loyalty when you don't even want to show loyalty? You know what you can give this man. You know that this man has helped market your brand for the last 20 years. When people look at a New York Yankees uniform, they look at, they see number two, Derek Jeter. They don't see nobody else but Derek Jeter. If I give Derek Jeter uh, six years, $150 million, 
how can I get a Cliff Lee in here? How, the Jank has been known to buy championships or buy guys who can come in and play those Same play those positions. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can, I can't give you that. I can't get. What's wrong with a uh, mm-hmm. now? Dirk Jeter is not going to take a three year deal with fifteen million dollars a year. Maybe that's his ego, and maybe the, and all, and also I did mention that the the players union is not going to let him do that because of guys on other teams and guys around the league uh, that brings the market down for them. An average of twenty five million dollars, Dirk Jeter right now. Yeah, he did what he did in the past, but he got paid for that. Now mm-hmm. I'm paying you for future plays, future things. When last year your numbers were down, I guarantee you. I'm a Dirk Jeter fan. I'm a Dirk Jeter fan also. Yeah. Boston knocked on his door right now and said, "We'll pay you what no you way. looking for the Yankees no to way. match it." No. He would he not won't. go. He born and raised in New York. He's not going to no Boston to play for them. Never. Yeah, and I said also, the Yankees would match. It. I didn't say he would go. Oh. But check this out also. you got to look at for Brian Cashman to make the kind of statement he made in public like that, and we haven't heard anything from Hank. Or Hank, and, Hank and Brian has already discussed this already. What the, uh, he, has, he has his full support. We cannot afford to pay somebody with declining numbers mm-hmm, at 36 mm-hmm. years old, going to be 37 next year, give them 23 to $25 million a year. We can't do it. Not when we're trying to bring in other pieces. Cliff Lee and Vlad, Vladimir Guerrero, uh, uh, on, uh, the dude from uh, the Padres, uh, um, Andre uh, um, uh, Rodriguez, Adrian mm-hmm. Rodriguez, yeah. for the Padres, free agent. You know, you got players like that. Who's going to be available? That's where your money goes. And then you can easily move a Rod to the shortstop position and move Robinson Cano over to third, to base. third base. And if, if, if Dirk Jeter cares anything about the legacy, he's he's set in. Uh, and I agree with Coach. If he cares anything about that legacy he set and wants to see the Yankees continue to do well, then you don't take a six million, uh, six year, one hundred and fifty million dollar contract that they can't pay you anyway. You you allow them to bring different talents in so we can continue to be that dynasty and that legacy team that you know everybody know we are. Because mm-hmm. this this Randy Levine didn't even, Levine didn't even say anything. He's the team president. I haven't heard a word from him. Yeah, nobody is not is not backing Derek Jeter on this. I mean, if if this was George Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner would have, would have been at the front of, of the headlines of the newspaper. We are not trading. We're not getting rid. We're going to pay him. You know, he was very vocal. He was Dude, another they, Jerry Jones. The Yankees have been known to pay people they shouldn't have been paying. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're they're doing that now because as like always, the Yankees want to be the center of attention in Major League Baseball. But in Hank sports. wants to win. And Steinberg was alive. Yeah, Hank I'm, wants to win, and I'm sorry. Hank wants to win. I guarantee you, Hank wants to win. But I'm sorry, but Hank will have to pay the man his he's, money. He's being real. Hank Steinbrenner he is not his dad, but he is taking over the team. He uh, wants to win. He will win. He, he will wants, win. If he knows he got to sacrifice a man with declining numbers, hey, we're gonna take a break. Better players to win, he will do it and pull the trigger, and he's going to do it. That's why he has not came. Hey, that's the Kwame Lasso Sports Sometime. Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. I appreciate the slow music. Bring it back so I can get my sexy voice. No, hey, we'll no, be back no, in uh, two no, minutes. Hey, Matt, 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 bring it back. Money. Bring it back, Matt. Don't bring it back, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports get ready to talk sports 
with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Welcome back to the Kwamla nah, Sport. Nah, nah, Sometimes nah, we next. can't from ATSL. On Pre- to the appreciate next one. Appreciate the, the uh, next one. Appreciate the opportunity to get my sexy voice on. No. Hey, uh, that's whack. Let's whack is at his best. I'm over here throwing <laughs> up into my trash, man. Uh-huh. Ew. I bet y'all lotion up oh, and the hands greased up right now. Look. Like, OMG. Hey. <laughs> man, what you got that hand lotion up for? <laughs> you sound a little too confident about that. That's Kwame. 2010 American <laughs> League. Eastern standings, the Tampa Bay, New York Yankees, Boston, Toronto, Baltimore, in that order. The Yankees are not having it. They want to be number one. They want that championship back. Um, let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll talk about Ken's hot Atlanta, whose team is on is playing great football right now. But the Arizona Cardinals, man, got embarrassed on national. They've on a six-game losing streak. Got embarrassed on a nas- embarrassed on a national platform on a Monday night football game. They only score six points. These guys are not physical up front. They can't stop the run. They can't run the football. They're missing too many tackles. What What is the problem you guys see with this team right now that was probably at one point at the top of their game? Uh, they're letting too many free agents go. My, my, my thing, my assessment of it, you don't let a guy like Carlos Dansby go, get away from here. You franchise him twice which means he was an important part of your team. So why didn't you work out a long-term deal like he wanted um, the first time you franchise him? That's why I think the franchise tag is used for improper reasons because uh, the team don't have to pay you, but they can keep you for one year. Uh, but you you let a guy like Anquan Bolden go. You let Antrell Rail go. Antrell has good instincts. He's not a good corner, but he's a great safety for the in the Arizona Cardinals defense because of his corner instincts, and he made plays. He was always running football. I don't know if these coaching staff are too uh, too much 
ego on that staff where they figure the philosophy in itself should take care of this. Uh, we can win with anybody. The only bright spot on the Arizona Cardinals football team right now, in my opinion, is uh, Stevens Howland Rawlin, the special team guy who's returned a few back. Uh, and even though when he returned a few, they got a call back on penalties. Now you guys watch the, watch them play. Give me a little, give me your assessment so we can. Uh, you know, we only got like three minutes, but we'll talk about Atlanta after this. I got to blame it on Bill to start with. I mean, you know, it's just typical plain old Bill Bitwell. I mean, how, how long have we have to go through this every year, year blame after it on year? Bill. You get a really good team together, and then all of a sudden it's time for free agency. And instead of instead of paying these free agency, what you do? You let all your best players go. I thought uh, getting rid of Matt Liner was a, was a bad choice. Also, he might not had the the arm strain like Derek Anderson had, which probably caused his demeanor out of town. But he was pretty accurate. He was Message? more accurate. He completed more passes during the preseason than Derek Anderson. Hmm. So that's where you start out messing up at. But with everything else you have to do, you've got to keep your key players intact, like an Indianapolis coach. They never get rid of their top guys every year. Keep your best receivers. Like they have Marvin, Marvin Harrison and, and uh, Reggie Wayne at the same time. Mm-hmm. Keep Edquan Bona. Keep Larry Fitzgerald. Keep your running back in place. Keep your top uh, linebacker in place. Keep your top defensive ends in, in place. Your cornerbacks, your safety. Keep them in place. Pay these guys. But you know what? Let me let me add that before coach before coach uh chime in. Look, when we won in, when we went ninety eight to the playoffs for the first time in forever since mm-hmm. the Cardinals been. Yep. Do you know next year they destroyed our team? I remember yes. that. So they go to the Super Bowl and then it looks like they take steps down. I know you can't be dominant all the time, but most, some teams are. Well, some teams go, go back. You know, like the room, the old adage: if you leave, if you play, start your. Hey, if you want to play the NFL, start your career. At, Arizona, go elsewhere. You win the Super Bowl. Simeon Rice, Michael Pittman, Larry Centers, Larry Centers, quite a few guys. Uh, quite a few guys. So you know, again, you know, you. The thing is, is again, I said this five-letter word earlier in the show, karma. You know, when you, when you don't give a kid, I don't care what they tell y'all, whatever. I just don't feel that they had. A whole, they said, Matt, this is your team. You do what you need to do. We're going to ride you throughout, throughout whatever. They didn't do that with Matt Leonard. I don't know if you guys even – did you even see the uh, Dirk Anderson breakdown? I, I, in all fairness to Dirk Anderson, the reporter has asked him something crazy about what they was smiling about on the sideline. It could have been a something – it would probably wouldn't even, not even a laughing smile. You know how you smile and like, yeah, you're right. And, but when you see that on the TV and you don't know what they're talking about, if I'm a reporter, you ask this guy something about what he's doing in the football game or what he's not doing in the football game or what he saw – if he comes on the sideline and you able to ask him that, what did you see, you know, coming off the bench, coming off the game? But you can't also look at that too, Kwame, as a fact of, okay, they were losing. 13 minutes left in the, and it was in the third quarter when they, I think they showed that, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the third quarter. They had just went three and out. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're joking on the sideline when you offensive lineman, huh? For the sixth time, they had six or seven three and outs. Go ahead. Yeah, but you on the sideline talking to your offensive lineman, you know, during the course of a, of a play, no matter if you three and out, four and out, one and out, whatever, you know, there's something in there that's, you know, you be losing. It's still something in there. Something happens out there that somebody says something. Well, you know, you and so-and-so said something or did something. You find it humorous, some humor in it. Well, I don't, I'm not putting all the blame on Derek Anderson. They last, I mean, my, here's, here's the situation with the Cardinals. 
They didn't have any sense of urgency. They had to control their own destinies from starting last night. If they beat San Francisco 49ers, they have the uh, St. Louis Rams, whom they beat last in the first game of the season, coming in next week. They beat, the, they beat those guys, uh, regardless of how well Sam Bradford is still a conference, it's still a division game. That's so, a different team. You going to listen or you going to keep talking on me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we got two minutes left. I'm gonna give you guys uh 45 seconds apiece. Look, uh, okay, then they and then hopefully uh, San Fran and St. Louis uh, take care of Seattle. Then they sitting back in the hump. They have they would have beaten San Fran twice because they got them on Christmas. Uh, they would have beaten St. Louis Rams twice, and then they um those, one of those teams beat the St. Louis. I mean Seattle Seahawks. They are in the playoffs with a 79 record. A losing record, which I think should be banned. You should not get in the playoff with a seven and nine losing record. I think other maybe a third place team that's nine and seven, like the AFC uh, or ten and six in the AFC, should be able to get that spot. Well, AFC and that Cardinals playing the NFC, so they can't get the. AFC I, I know. Spot. Well, well, let's say another team, ten and six team that don't get in, or a nine Anything and seven team involving the, AF, in the or, NFC. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, or a yeah. nine and seven team in the uh, NFC. Gets that spot. You shouldn't get in with a seven and nine record. No. But uh, you guys speak on that. We only got about a but, minute left. Well, I mean, we said at the beginning of the season. I, you know, when the Forty uh, ers first started out, uh, oh, what, oh and two, oh and three, whatever it was. But I told you, I said, whoever wins this division is going to be either what seven, seven and, nine. and nine, eight and eight, or nine and seven. Yeah, you and said it. I really believe, you know. With with Troy Smith at the helm, the, the defense is playing better. Crabtree stepped up. Vernon Davis is playing absolutely incredible. If Brian Westbrook can stay healthy, because like we ain't gonna, they ain't gonna have Gore back, he's out I for think the season. This is a, a team that can win that division still. I think that well, I like it. You, it can come down to that. And uh, Mike Singletary uh, made a statement when they were losing like four in a row that we will make the playoffs. We will win this division. And he looked like he has a point. Uh, that he he looked like he's uh holding true to that. But I still like Sam Bradford and what the St. Louis Rams are doing. Coach, uh, before we leave. Yeah, uh, just a good situation. Just, you know, just I think the Rams are what's going to win it. I don't think that the Rams are a different team than they were at the beginning of the season. And with Sam Bradford playing lights out, um, Steven Jackson's finally running the ball halfway decent. Not the Steven Jackson of two years ago, but halfway decent. I think that, you know, they're going to um, – the Rams are a team to beat in that division. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Rams right now. Well, man – you know, I appreciate the uh, we out, out of town. Uh, we started late and we finished early. All right, fellas, I appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Check out the fan page if you want to uh, have any questions, comments. Ken does a great job with that. This is Kwame Lott Sports, Sometime Rich. We came from the ATS show. Also, check out Lee Valley High. Uh, what is your team, uh, Coach B? The Lee Valley Steelhawks. Steelhawks. www.lvsteelhawks.com. Go check them out. Come out to the game, support the guy. Um, head coach Richard Britt. All right, we'll see you guys next week, next Tuesday, on time, which is 10.03. Yep. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.